Welcome back, guys. This is Keep Up Fighting. This is the co-host TYB, and this is the co-host Kuhn. Right. So it's still very cold winter era, and we've been going through it many, uh, many work. But actually, today we want to try a little bit different for the mm-hmm. beginning. Like we, it's it's actually giving your idea, right? To yeah, it make was. a playlist mm-hmm. and. Each like kind of s- sort of recommend a song to each other, and then like we'll make a get make a link of that Spotify playlist, and it'll add it each week, so they become sort of like our playlist and everything. Yeah. And what is your theme, Gun? Uh. Uh, it, it was basically what I've been listening to recently. Yep. But, sounds good. Uh, ever since <laughs> the weather, mm-hmm. it it has been pretty extreme and cold, so. I believe so. So my winter songs, winter K-pop songs, like, I, I, like I guess. Uh, my winter K-pop song was "Focus" by NCT One Twenty Seven. That's pretty good one, yeah. Yeah, which is like a really uh, uh, melodic, mm-hmm. uh, melancholic, melancholic R&B song. Uh, so yeah. Mine would be like, I mean, you don't need to add mine one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but like, but like my winter song would be uh, the, what is that song? The Unfair by AXO. Oh yeah, it's also winter album. Very song. winter. Yeah, but like it's produced by Dean. Uh huh. So like it has like a very, it's totally AXO song, but it has a very Dean vibe in it. The melodies are very Dean. Yeah, <laughs> and still it's idol, so it, it's the vocals are keep coming back. The pace is not Dean, you know. It's mm-hmm. very. Go go go! Boom, yeah, that K-pop song. So it has a very mixture of two. And but I love like EXO's winter album. Like, yeah, they uh, are very uh, well known for that. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah. I so like that's what I think would be a great song. So, but what about Focus? Like, is there anything like you want to talk about it in the uh, winter? Yeah, uh, you know NCT's music. They are very uh, rap uh, revolving. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Th- their song, I mean, especially one twenty seven, they, they can they contain a lot of rap in their music, mm-hmm. uh, and focus. Uh, this song particularly is very, uh, very, very weird uh, arrangement wise. Uh, it starts off with a subtle vocal, mm-hmm. and it uh, builds up to the to the chorus part. Oh. And you know, there's you know, there's uh, another. Uh, beautiful verse from uh from the members and then it just like uh another hook another chorus and then there's like three verses of rap by mark uh and uh, johnny probably yep, yep. uh and they just like keep coming back and forth and back and forth uh and the rap isn't that intense it's just like subtle rap uh mm-hmm. kind of like how uh, uh kind of like how big sean raps uh-huh. It's very low-key on the very low-key instrumental also. So it was very, very impressive for me because they, they rap for the last a minute and a half mm-hmm. back and forth. And it's, it was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, and I was very impressed listening to it. Nice. That's really... Actually, winter is not like a... doesn't sound like a K-pop time you know it's more like a jazz and like christmas yeah. carol stuff like 
Mariah Carey and stuff. Yeah. But actually, we have a very good K-pop winter songs, actually. Yeah. So, there's a, you might as well check. My playlist would be actually, right now, I mean, unlike Dune, I'm not a producer or artist. So, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to do more so for my work. And right now, I just published the Mozart Goes to K-pop Academy. So, I'm going to... Do a play, make a playlist for that. Oh yeah, that work. It's a season one with a hundred, hundred uh, chapters. It's sort of like a four books, four paper books, sort of like that. So it's a, it's a good read, one long read actually, and uh, it starts with uh, Mozart. I mean, it's a first chapter, so it's not a spoiler or anything. Mm-hmm. So it, he dies obviously, uh-huh. <laughs> and he sort of realizes he's resurrected. So. It's his that kind of moment that I kind of wanted to show. So it would be more like a chapter one song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just like I told you last week, whenever I think of Mozart, Mozart is very K-pop idol, you know. He mm-hmm. he spent all his money to the clothes. <laughs> yeah. He was a party guy. And actually, he could sing well. Actually. He, he sang more... Like, he did singing before he did playing piano like previously so mm-hmm. he was a very talented guy he could sing he could very do the acting and he was very artistic in many aspects he did yeah. opera which was like a at, which can have like acting uh, art of course because of the construction and everything yeah and then the music of course and singing and everything so mm-hmm. he was into he, he was very capable kind of guy and whenever I thought of him as a K-pop guy, I can't stop thinking of, of course, G-Dragon. Mm-hmm. And there is one song G-Dragon produced with only piano, of course. Oh, yeah. The Untitled. Mm-hmm. So, and it's very melancholy. And I think starting with Untitled would be a really good idea to start because it's a G-Dragon, the K-pop version of Mozart, basically. Huh. Yeah. And the Untitled is the song with the piano. Yeah. And I would also add... Uh, Exos for Life, um, which is a very very melancholy song. Yeah, and also it's about like the once in a lifetime kind of moment, and probably end up with. To me, like the song that can grasp the resurrection would be the Kanye West "Come to Life." <laughs> oh man! So it has those three songs has like the same vibe, you know, you yeah, know, like a very pop ballad, but like very almost life and death kind of moment. So yeah. I'll make that as like a first three songs portion of playlist in my like Mozart's Goes to K-pop Academy. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to it and then read the first chapter, hopefully first, I think first chapter is free. So yeah. you guys can check it while listening to that. That that might be a bit emotional, but, but I hope you can enjoy that too. So yeah, that's my playlist. Mm-hmm. Actually like watching... And researching Mozart was really very healing, almost sort of work for me too. Because Mozart was very relatable. He's totally like a pop star, yeah, right now. And how he tried to be independent and he tried to be himself and fight against the older value and stuff. Yeah. So like, I really recommend you guys to actually check. Amadeus or Musical Mozart if you guys didn't mm-hmm. it's really good work actually so that's what we prepared for the beginning and so why don't we start with the what we prepared 
we just like what we said last week, we prepared Blackpink, Light of the World. Mm-hmm. The documentary. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty interesting. I mean, because, I mean, Netflix documentary, that's like a symbol of pop star, you know. Yeah. Every pop star has it, basically. Or sports star. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce has it. <laughs> Chris yeah. Brown has it. Michael Jordan has it. Yeah, Michael Jordan has it. Travis Scott has it. And Kanye West. Kanye West. Beckham. <laughs> yeah, David actually, Beckham also. Actually, David Beckham was pretty good, actually. Neymar has it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Neymar has it, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a symbol of like a pop star, and Blackpink has it. Yeah, Blackpink has it. <laughs> That's how big it is, and it's like two, three years old, but like... Yeah, it came out like... 2020? Like, 2020, so... Something like that, yeah. With the... So it's almost four years old. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Almost... Wow, it's that far. Two, three, four years ago. But like, yeah. it's... Still, like, I think one of the greatest, biggest chunk of record of Blackpink, I think. Yeah. So, it would be good to talk about it, actually. Before that, why don't we talk about, like, how you guys, like... I mean, Blackpink is relatively new. I mean, we talked about Bang Xiaok last week, so... Yeah. So, like, do you remember how you, like, first encountered Blackpink? Uh, man. Uh, I was 12 at the time. Oh. Uh, I was... Uh, so so I basically used to live in the U.S. Yeah. and I came back uh, yeah. uh, in summer of 2016 probably. Uh, so I was 12 years old. I just came back to Korea, mm-hmm. and you know I lived in the U.S. not for a very long time, but you know a, 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 b- a big part of my childhood. So yeah. I was getting used to it, uh, getting back used to it. Yeah. Uh, and you know the summer was so hot, so I used to like go out uh, and play with my friends play with my newly uh new friends yep, yep. at the playground and stuff yep. and i just came back and like i just got my new iphone 6 yeah and i like scroll through youtube and the number one trending video was the debut video uh, debut music video for blackpink and i was like who who the heck is blackpink whistle is it uh yeah it was whistle okay uh and, and uh the members were on a like a planet or something <laughs> yep, yep, yep. if you remember I was like, oh, yeah, they're from YG. Oh, my God. And I was, like, a big fan of YG. I love 21. I, I, I was a really big fan of Big Bang also. Yeah. So that was basically how I got into them, but I wasn't really too interested. Mm. But, like, a few months later, when they came out with Playing With The Fire, yeah, and that track was, like, my favorite. Me uh, too, actually. That was my yeah. favorite. Yeah. And Stay also. Oh, Stay was amazing, too. Actually... To me, it was the same too, but like, I was a really, really big fan of 21. Like, uh-huh. like 21 and Shiny are two, like, projects that made me, like, become K-pop fan, basically. Like, mm-hmm. and, and Shiny, maybe. Like, because, like, like, I was shocked by Shiny and 21, especially the yeah. first mini album of 21. That was, like, shocking to me. Yeah, so fire. I, yeah, so I was a bit nostalgic about seeing Blackpink. Yeah. Like, but playing with fire that was amazing. That was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's like, but playing with fire is a bit twenty one too, you know. Yeah, uh, and I was really surprised because how Rose uh sang, yeah, it really reminded me of uh Park Bohm yeah. from Twenty One. Yeah, yeah uh, very similar, I think. And how Lisa and Jenny raps. Jenny didn't rap in the first few songs. I yeah. know uh, they she did. Uh, how Jenny and Lisa rapped. It was it really reminded me of CL. And Park Bom and Sa- Sandra Bach, and they were so, like, 
it was so reminiscent of the past. Yeah. But the sound itself is really new. Actually, Jisoo looks so similar to Sundar Park, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> they look so similar, actually. It's like they're like a like an upcoming resurrected version of Black Blackpink. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so to me it was kind of awkward, but like it was so good too. Actually, the music yeah. video was so. They were so talented. It was so good actually. So like it kind of stuck into me. Yeah. Like the playing with fire, and that's how I. Kind like kind of like came into the music and then the music the video of the the documentary film started with that too like the the debut yeah and then the showcase yeah the showcase and then they came right away into the like how they became like so big in the world and everything and then they came back to the debut time yeah which is kind of I mean it's very interesting like how like Blackpink became a huge part of like not just k- Korean pop but just the global pop basically they're like I think BTS and Blackpink are gonna be in the pop history actually for sure it's just it's stuck into the pop generation and everything that's how successful they are and like having this kind of record might be very interesting like yeah I this is the first time I watched it, but you said you watched it once before right yeah a few years ago probably H- how did you like it? Uh, it got me really emotional mm. for some reason because, you know, I'm not the biggest Blackpink fan mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not because like I don't like them or anything. Like I just like didn't really get to know them that well. Yeah. But like after seeing that, uh, uh, to me, Blackpink was like one of those superstars. Yeah. But uh, the documentary showed. A little bit more to them, more personal part, yeah, yeah. and how they grinded to, uh, to to success and to the riches, and I was very surprised that they were, uh, like I mean I I bet they were really hardworking, but the to to see what goes on behind the scenes, I I thought it would be really stressful for them, and it was really really uh. Yeah, it was very interesting to see what's going on behind the scenes, uh, and also the recording sessions for their first studio debut album. Yeah, uh, the, the album. The, yeah, the album. Uh, yeah, that was also pretty cool, and some of the demo songs also. I think the album is one of the first project that kind of they become more so than just another Twenty One. Yeah. Now they're more so than Blackpink. They're just Blackpink by themselves. Yeah. And. Yeah, I liked it too. Like at first, uh, to be honest, me too. I didn't get to watch it much because I mean, I mean, like I, I Blackpink would it's just a documentary. It would be too obvious. That's why I thought I was wrong. And then I watched it. It's like so personal, and yeah, I get to know each one of them and every beat. And that was pretty emotional too. Actually, it was very fun to watch it, especially the first time, like before their debut. I really enjoyed. Yeah, their personal histories and like how they do it, and it kind of since probably maybe because I'm me and Jim, both of us, because maybe probably because we are both Korean but you know lived outside, yeah, of the Korea for a while and then came back. Like all the four members, except Lisa, I mean, Lisa is from Thailand, it's kind of relates to us a little bit, yeah. Like even Jisoo, she, she's just Korean, classic Korean girl, but. Actually, you know, she and I am from the same oh, really? home, hometown, Klingpo. Oh, my God. I was like, shocked. Like, that's, that, I know that. Like, you know, the photo, I'm like, 
I know that lake. I was so <laughs> surprised that, by it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like you know the Korean like Jian, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you have a relationship. You can't ignore that. that. Yeah, you can't <laughs> ignore that. Of course, and that's funny. Nah. And, then, and then of course I can relate to both Rose and both Jenny, Jenny because. They, their experience is kind of like you know rhymes with my experience mm-hmm. so you go there and living in America and come back so that was actually pretty fun to watch I I was very very like it was very enjoyable to watch it and to see it and let's just go through with like the scenes that we kind of wanted to talk about mm-hmm. uh, one thing that was very fun fun for me to watch is how they you know just mingle in a car and just talk to each other casually oh yeah because they use like the hanbono they like use not hanbono like korean and english like they oh yeah mix those two together because, they do it perfectly <laughs> yeah i mean because lisa is from thailand she can speak in korean and english and thai of course and then rose and jenny and they're both like very well english english speaker and but they can speak korean too also of course and then the Jisoo is a Korean who learned English probably, so they like mixed English and Korean when yeah. speaking, which is kind of fun to watch. Even Teddy, I mean, yeah. Teddy is Korean American, of course. Teddy, Teddy spoke in all English, right? He spoke Korean a little bit, not on the interview. In in interview, yeah. he spoke only English, but when he was spoke, speaking with Blackpink members, oh yeah, he used both Korean and English, like sixty forty percent ratio. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I I'm not sure of when to use Korean, when to use English for him. But like, yeah. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. Because like the way they worked was very uh bilingual. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they talk about like they make jokes and they yeah, spoke yeah, yeah. and then they like. I think Teddy is more. What should I say? Uh, is more comfortable with English. Yeah, I think so too. But sometimes he speaks Korean when he like needs to have that like Korean vibe in it. Yeah. <laughs> like Korean like appa moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to have like this uh, powerful speaking. But like it yeah. was very fun to watch those times like mingle together in the in the vo- in the record session and everything. It was really fun to watch actually. Yeah. And uh what what the the interesting part for me was that uh there are some unreleased songs mm-hmm. <laughs> that was previewed uh, in the in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. In the studio sessions and all, you could see uh, Rose uh, writing the lyrics for the demos mm-hmm. uh, and recording the demo. And that uh, that song came out to be Chun Somi's "What You Waiting For." <laughs> and that was like very interesting because you know how how the writing camps, the songwriting camps, going on in the in the K-pop industry, like we can just like see a sneak peek mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, Rose like writing the brief lyrics for the song, and how the members' solo tracks were previewed in the song also, and in the in the show also. It was really interesting to watch. Actually, Teddy was talking about how like fans are waiting to more and more, but they are very picky about their songs. So yeah, they have so many songs in the club, but they can't you know show it to them. Yeah, that was very. Interesting. I mean, like, they work hard, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, they have to have that kind of... Some sort of, like, standard to, like, keep their brand and everything. Yeah. And especially Teddy. I mean, Teddy's really good at that. Like, he has such a good balance, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of... I mean, I, I totally agree with them because Blackpink is, like... <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, the Louis Vuitton... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
like Hermes type of level in K-pop. So, uh, just to keep their like brand image, I I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And the the things they put out, the music they put out is all quality music. So, I mean, it's fun to see their record session. I mean, they're still like not the leader, the leader's Teddy of mm-hmm. course, but they try and. Use their like all their own energy and their own culture and their own yeah. like, personality in it, but their leader in dressing up, you know, like there was a footage of them dressing up and they picked their own clothes. Yeah, and in that session, they're clearly the leader of themselves. And yeah, to make it more engineered, so they could dance like crazy, but also like follow like or lead the trend, you know, and like make people like you know, yeah. Just spoiled and everything. Do you choose your own clothes? Uh, you have a stylist, right? I do have a stylist, and he basically uh, cho- chooses the, the the garments for me. Mm-hmm. I have a specific vision that I want to pursue, so uh-huh. uh, I tell him, and he basically curates the whole uh, whole pieces for me. So it's just yeah. like music. You're like a executive producer. <laughs> yeah, but but like I don't know fashion that much, so I I do have like a really really uh, vague uh, abstract vision. Uh, mm. For example, like I want I want to dress like Sasuke, <laughs> and he catches it. Okay, then, and he's just like picks these stuff for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like having a visual is such an important part of musician right now. I think, For sure. like every single rapper right now, they all have their own garment. For sure, like of course Travis Scott and of course Kanye West, but just all the other guys actually could think of it. Like most guys have their own visuals, their yeah. Own garments. And uh, it's more of an, uh, more of an aura battle. Yeah, yeah. In 2024, yeah, the yeah. aesthetics battle. Yep, yep. Yeah, like not just the rapper, like every pop stars in the game are. Yeah. Uh, like Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, they yeah. all have their own style. Yeah, and even in K-pop, also, like uh, the 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 different groups are uh, pursuing different visions, different aesthetics, and speaking of Blackpink, like their visions and their aesthetics are. Uh, top tier top notch uh, mm-hmm. they can't be touched yeah yeah and we can just see that from the documentary that's yeah that was really interesting to watch actually yeah what else oh there was like a personal story before they you know became came into YG like oh yeah were like four members was there any like story that kind of like mingles well with you or something you remember uh, there are four of them definitely the Jenny story Jenny story yeah because uh, what Jenny's mother had to provide mm-hmm. for her uh, and how Jenny wanted to become a K-pop star and come back to Korea after mm-hmm. like five to six years yep. uh, spending uh, time abroad. Uh, yeah, that definitely was very emotional and inspired me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the uh, Jenny's love for her mother was very, very... Uh, very lovely to watch and yeah I really liked the moment when Rose and Lisa like was at the cafe together oh yeah they're like I almost they're, forgot yeah they're like a memory when when they were training because um, Lisa was like 
couldn't speak Korean, of course, that much uh-huh. well yeah. at first. And then Jenny was the only person who could speak English, so they talked. But then Lisa was kept coming, and then they became like a big friends, like a mm-hmm. sisters. That was very fun to watch. Very emotional, of course. Also, it kind of remind me that how like K-pop stars. Are almost like an outlaw before they become like a star. Mm-hmm. They have to wait for like that four or five years of trainee days. Yeah, to make out something actually. And I knew like YG said the rumor was they make like eight or nine members team actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when they were releasing Blackpink. Yeah, but then they couldn't do it. So that like thirty trainees became like. Yeah, <laughs> you can see they're pop star right now. But actually, be- before they become pop star, they're like outlaws and they can't go anywhere. They're in between the cultures and everything. That was very emotional and like very, like very. There's always this like competition between each other. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, uh, not really. Yeah, mm-hmm. not really. Yeah. What, what else? We there was like this. Oh, training days, of course. That's very yeah, for sure. Natural, like the training day. That was crazy. Like they say, it's kind of like a boarding school. Mm-hmm. Or like Jenny's like smiles, but she talks about how like she's bring back every friend because they kind of cut out of the audition. Oh yeah. For the month, every month, there's always this like test. That's very emotional. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a survival. So yeah. Similarly, uh, there's this documentary from the seraphim yeah when they first came out uh and the the beginning of the documentary there's this one girl from the debut uh team gets dropped oh like that's like the first scene of the documentary and it was really shocking for me Mm. because they're all sisters you know They're, they're all very close and they're all friends uh and like the very first scene of the show is one of them leaving and the same with the Blackpink documentary also. And how they talked about, like, they, they talked like it was so casual, but mm-hmm. no, it wasn't. It's very emotional. They're all friends in the end. But, yeah. Yeah, that's very, it's kind of dark. Like, and then I never knew it that clearly, but they're, they are t- casually talking about how they had one day off every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they just work and train themselves for like 14 hours a day which is pretty much every day <laughs> yeah that's crazy it's like a machine they become and then uh, you train yourself to teddy says oh have a skill that you need for the next 10 years mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy man actually yeah yeah i i like how teddy uh explained it as the skill you need for the next 10 years uh i never thought about it in that way mm. uh I, yeah, so... I mean, Jenny's, like, definitely dancing and, and raps, but she keeps singing in the audition, the, the trainee audition. The, she, fo- the footage? The footage of the monthly oh, yeah. test. She keeps singing weekend songs, mm-hmm. like the darker one, the earlier one, like the... Yeah, I remember. The trilogy songs and, like, the, the those, like, the, you know, dark... Like even darker. I mean, even there, he's dark even now. But like the more raw and like real PBR and B. Yeah, I remember. That was really that. That was really good, actually. That yeah, and, and come to think of it, it is very, very crazy that right now, uh, on the weekends, uh, Spotify, uh, Spotify page, the first 
song that pops up. So like the most the hottest weekend song right now is the one that he did with Jenny. Yeah, and actually <laughs> he produced the weekend produces the TV show and Jenny's on it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Idol. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. I mean man. that that show was pretty bad, but the songs are really good. Yeah, and uh, I didn't like the show either, but like I like the fact that. Jenny she, was in it. It was in it. Yeah, that's kind of shows something, you know. Yeah, it's, it's it's really it's really great to see. Yeah, K-pop stars going worldwide. It's like basically like the dreams come true moment. Actually, for sure, it was pretty fun to watch. Actually, and then I really like the small like footage scenes. Like there was one time they had like Blackpink dorm and they oh yeah cook <laughs> food together and they just like bashing each other about their yeah. food. That, that was pretty fun. That's moment. very cute. <laughs> that's like very fun moment to watch mm-hmm. how did you like the story as a whole like the whole big part uh i was very like it overall it was very emotional mm-hmm. uh, and like through the end uh they show the coachella performance yeah uh and the behind scenes behind the scenes of the coachella performance and how they uh uh how they talk about like what what will be the next for us and you know the rest rest was history uh yep, yep. they came back with the second album and it was a super hit mega hit mm-hmm. uh pink venom was the greatest song uh for the last few years uh and uh at the same time i'm kind of sad that like they're too big now like, i mean they're too big to work together actually now yeah so like I just wish to see them back together as a whole I mean they will be but not uh, as frequently yeah not as frequently it made me feel a bit sad but uh, I I was so proud of them just seeing just knowing that they became bigger Uh, and yeah because since the documentary is pretty old it's like three to four years three three to four years old so they were saying like what will be the next for us and the next was pl- like the next that next album was great so mm. yeah i wish i just wish that they come back uh with the great album as always yeah i, I can see like that it's very emotional because we know what happened after that and like what they did after that but yeah i there was a m- there were many many like documentary films of Beatles and one of them was just seven days a night I think oh yeah and there it kind of show it's a documented film but it kind of shows you like you can see that actually they are like not as like they're not gonna work together after mm-hmm. you just see and they're like all what should I say they're all like kind of showed all of their energy mm-hmm. as a Beatles as a team yeah it's hard for them to go on Blackpink wasn't like that. Like they are still able to come back and make an album, but like yeah. they're getting too big right now, I guess. Yeah, it's like you can see them. Like the storyline was like this: they show their work, and then they become grow, grow, grow from the start, and then boom, Coachella, and then they come back like Odyssey and at the end. Yeah, but it's like you you see they are like using so many energy to themselves. It's hard for them to like keep doing it. But like, yeah. I liked still how they like you know work together as a sister and like how they make their own work and it was like a very bright moment i mean yeah no one not many 
people reach that point anyway. So no. it's, it's like very, very, very emotional moment. But like it was, I'm kind of glad. And I sincerely became a fan of them. That's really yeah, good. Like, same. No, I, I'm, I kind of got related to them. Um, I kind of wanted to watch them grow more. And I kind of wanted to see this kind of documentary more, actually. Like, yeah. So like once in a while, maybe we should definitely do the review of the k-pop idols documentary like there's one in the seraphim and yeah we may can do it with the jyp's usa girl group one. Oh yeah yeah and then and then other others too yeah so the show yeah the yeah. show yeah so that was really good so now i'll probably i did already but now i'll more so frequently check each member's solo mm-hmm. work and be more related to it i yeah because like I mean, yeah, they are not always the nicest person in every time, but like you can see them and the what should I say, the piece of their souls in their documentary film, and mm-hmm. and you can relate to them, and I kind of got to feel like connected to them a bit more and understand their work and enjoy their work more. So yeah, if you guys didn't watch it, I mean, probably they, you guys all did. Yeah, <laughs> unlike I... me, <laughs> but still, it, I highly recommend watching it. It was really. Yeah like a blast to watch it and now I'm related to them more so yeah it's really it was a really good show that, yeah that was a really good show and actually it shows them more because we know like honestly like at the 2020 it wouldn't be not as emotional as it is right now because you know it ends so brightly mm-hmm. but for us now we have like a sort of bittersweet sort of feeling because we know what happened after that and like they're too busy to work together and they're so big mm-hmm. but like it kind of gives me some nostalgia but also it causes me to see that it's just a blessing to you know watch yeah grasp that moment and just enjoy for that sure. for sure so yeah that's a, by itself it's so fun to watch and i just was great uh watching it and i'll definitely listen to blackpink and they're all solos like a new coming project and everything yeah. a bit more frequently so oh yeah and Jenny also uh, launched his launched her like own new, label uh, like creative collective or something like oh. yeah so I forgot the name but it, uh, she actually released a promo video for it mm. and it was very interesting also okay. and you know despite it's not uh, a black pink project it's still like a Jenny project, and sure. I'm like really stoked to see what she will uh, uh, do for the team and like do as a team, uh, and what she will put out as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really uh, I'm really uh, excited to see that also. I I kind of I'm interested in Rose's project too because she's more like a you know guitar girl and like yeah more like a she can be more like a pop star you know. Yeah, definitely. She's more like a, what should I say? Country. Like Sarah Bareilles uh-huh. or like maybe. Taylor I, Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift, uh, like Adele, that kind of. And Adele is maybe too, too, a bit darker, but like those kind of, you know, yeah. vibe in it she has. So she can be more like a cafe music oriented girl mm-hmm. and then like be a pop star in that sense. Can't wait to see that. I mean, now she, they can have a bit more solo time. Yeah. They can, like, Jenny can pursue an or career and, like, Rose can definitely, I can see def- definitely see her going through a bit more work. Like, a, yeah, Taylor Swift or Carla <laughs> Jackson 
kind of music, so that might be interesting. And come to think of the cafe music, we're gonna talk about next week. Uh, I don't know how to s- s- pronounce them actually. I think it is each uh, or EJ. J, uh, J or each. Yeah. Uh, I I remember yeah, the guy who is now not a day day six member anymore, but I really really was a fan of his voice mm-hmm. when he was in day six, and now he's doing a solo work. Actually, yeah. Actually, Agun just showed it to me and. It was really good. I really like this, this word. Like the J is like his name when he was a, what should it, when he was a day six member. Nowadays I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just searched up, and uh, it is pronounced Ish, but okay. uh, but Korean uh, Korean people might not pronounce it uh, as as well as uh, English speakers. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says J or Ej. Yeah. So Ej. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he made like couple EPs like the last yeah. year. It was pretty blast. So we'll yeah. go through his solo project and like yeah. his so- solo work. I'm really I see. I just found out from introduced by Gyun. So now I'll go and check it and can't wait to share it with you guys mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, his music is fire. Yeah, oh, it was really good. So yeah. we'll talk about each next week. Okay. Sounds good. So, alright. So, that it's all we got this week. So, so take care of yourself and like wait for the EG's episode next week. Mm-hmm. And see you guys next week. See you next week.